0: Hello, everybody. This is RPG Cast four hundred and seventy-nine for October twenty seventh, twenty eighteen, and I am your host for today. I am Anne Marie Privatier, and I am joined by a bevy of amazing people. Oh, where are they? Uh, they're definitely not sitting across from me, like Chris Privatier. No. They're 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 over there. Oh. So, hi, hi Alex. Ward. South. Kelly. Hi Kelly Ryan, mother of kittens. Hi Pascal, whose name I could never pronounce. It's Kaya, right?
1: It is. Howdy, Yay! Burgers.
2: I got it Howdy. right.
0: So, how's
3: everybody been this week? I, aside from sinus problems from constant weather change, I'm good. We went to Vegas. We did. We ate Did you win food. any money? No. no, we don't gamble.
0: <laughs> um, they moved the Star Trek machine that I really like, and I couldn't find it.
2: Did you actually go looking for it?
0: I did. <laughs> it made me so sad that I couldn't find it. There's this great Star Trek machine that you can do in Vegas, and um, it's internet connected, and so you have, like, a username that's associated with you, and so I, there's been a few years, and we go to Vegas every year for a conference for Chris's work, and mm-hmm. so I've actually found the machine, I think, three times in a row, and it's, like, saved my progress, and I'm up to, like, a lieutenant, so that makes me happy.
3: it like Slime Quest, but with Star Trek captains? <laughs> Sort of, but not Let's really. Go. Let's go, Mr. Sulu.
1: <laughs> and this machine just exists one time in Vegas.
0: Um, every time that I've been down to the floor, I've only ever found it in one location. But I looked. They they move around the machines. I don't know why they do this, but they move around the machines.
3: Probably trying to go for that optium placement of. Draining people's money. Could be.
0: So um, while I was in Vegas, aside from not finding my machine, I played a lot of The World Ends With You Final Remix. So that is the remake that came out on the Nintendo Switch a couple weeks ago. Um, I finished the whole main game, and um, which is fine because I did that on both the DS and the iPad. And then I did something that I've never done before, which is get all the secret reports. And that is uh, like a trek and an event unto itself, Um, because like super hidden. So the idea is, is once you've uh, finished the base game, you get a chapter selection, and on the chapter selection, it gives you um, things to do. Um, And so there are hidden items that you have to find. That's most chapters. Um, there is something called pig noises that you can find all throughout the game. And you have a little pig tracker up in the corner of your screen and it lights up if there's a piggy. Um, and all the pig noises usually have some sort of shtick um to defeating them. So some some pigs you have to there are three of them and you have to kill them in the order that they are numbered. Um, Some of them only uh, take damage from certain pins. Um, Some of them are really fast, so you have to do interrupt moves. Um, There was one that I found that it was sleeping. And the problem is, is in the DS version, you kill it by closing the DS and squishing it. Oh. You You put the machine to sleep. And I was like, I don't know how to kill this on a switch. So I had to look it up and, yeah, it's, you turn off the machine.
3: Yeah, 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 you just you press the top button, don't yep, you? Yeah, you just power <laughs> okay. off, power on, boom, pig dead. I was like, oh, that was much easier than I thought it would be. <laughs> I love it when systems have little fourth wall breaking mechanics, or good games do stuff that breaks the fourth wall like that.
0: Yep. So um, there's also... Secret hidden boss noises that you have to kill, um, and you you have to kill them without chaining them together. And when you chain something together, you can get a really big advantage of it because you can build up your partner power. So one of the mechanics in this game is your partner is so so you have your combat pins, and then you have a pin that's associated with your partner. And as you chain together attacks with you and your partner, the partner pin fills up a percentage um, and that carries over within a chain of battles, but not outside a chain of battles. So you could build it up to say 200% and then unleash it on one of these optional bosses and that would make the boss really easy. (laughs) So they don't let you do that. You you can't chain those particular bosses and get credit. So I have all the secret reports. And then I unlock the new content. Sorry, go ahead.
3: Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Is it worth it getting all of them?
0: Yes, because what happens is is these secret reports are written by a third party that's been observing the game the whole time. And so it gives you sort of insight into why certain people are doing what they do and how certain actions happen. Um, So, for example... There is a character that gets resurrected, and there isn't really a lot of insight as to how he gets resurrected until you read the secret reports that actually goes into it in detail. I see. So, and then I played the new content, which ends on a cliffhanger. What? Ah! What? Yeah.
2: Are they teasing a sequel? They are. Oh, okay.
0: And I mean, they've actually, the the producers have said, um, the, the guys at hand have said, if the Switch game sells good, we'll make another one. Please, please, please buy the Switch game. <laughs> so, yeah. I played that game on the plane and I discovered that people think you're crazy when you play
3: a touchscreen game
0: on the Switch while you're in public space.
3: <laughs> I remember driving my father insane playing that on the DS because, you know, I'm sitting there tapping and scratching and he's like, quit making so much noise. Like, Oh, sorry. So I always made a point not to play that in the living room.
2: (laughs) But dad, I'm trying to get rid of the noise.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very cute. Um, so yeah, I, I've really enjoyed my trip through the game. Um, I think the Joy-Con controls are kind of butt. So I stuck to touch controls the whole time. So I have three optional bosses, optional noises left to beat, and that will get me my final three reports that got unlocked with the new content, and then it will be 100% done that game. I actually did post-game content for a game. Chris, be
2: happy. Well done. Now go back and finish Dragon Quest Eight and get the real ending. No. Tell well, us what you've been playing, go, Chris. Go ahead and YouTube it. Um, I've not been playing Dragon Quest Eleven because I'm a slacker. And I was at a work conference. So what I did is played a couple of video games on the plane. Uh, let's see. Uh, actually, just one video game. Um, I watched a lot of movies. Including like this great Chinese film, Big Fish and Begonia. But anyway. So uh, what I played on the ga- on the plane was... Uh, Shovel Knight, because I had my 3DS and was like, oh, I don't feel like getting into like big RPG or anything. I just need something quick that has good music. Hey, Shovel Knight's here! Perfect. So I was shoveling every day. I'm shoveling, and uh, I didn't finish it. I'm just.
3: You I are so bad at that game. I am
2: very bad at that game. But what I like about it, uh, compared to regular Mega Man games, is they make it very easy to keep progressing, even if you suck. So I do like that. So I kept progressing, and unlocking, and getting health and Catching Shield Knight and stuff like that. So, uh, nothing big to say there other than Shovel Knight's a good game, but everybody already knows that because it's like from 2012 or something at this point, right? I don't know. It's from forever ago.
3: I, I, I had trouble trying to play Shovel Knight on the DS because of kind of the cramped D-pad controls.
2: Oh, okay, yeah.
3: I didn't know if that was just my old arthritis-ridden hands or if uh, you were having trouble with that. Um...
2: I don't feel... I had to use the D-pad as opposed to the circle pad, that's for sure. Um, but no, other than that, that was okay. Um, I was having more troubles with uh, button control, and uh, they they want you to do some fun techniques to, like... Actually, no. I just sucked at some of the puzzles, I think, is what the reality was. So I'm I'm an old man, and I'm, I'm bad at games now. <laughs> um, besides that, I came back, and... Um, I think i'm doing the same thing pascal is and that is i've revisited the world of john marston and i've been uh r- riding around uh the uh the the midwest um, so uh,
3: oh, inquir- how- inquiring, up on that. Hmm? inquiring minds need to know how are the horse balls
2: big <laughs> <laughs> i have so many thoughts about that thing and i don't think it's appropriate for our podcast so <laughs> i I'm just <laughs> bewildered by what they chose to put time into rendering in that game a k a the male genitalia, and what other aspects of the animals they chose not to render, and why they feel like this makes it more realistic, but these other things weren't worth the time to make it feel more realistic and like are it's like some weird social commentary or something or maybe I'm overthinking it, but it's like. Your justifications for this make it seem like you should have done this, 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 and this as well, but you didn't. So, is your justinization just a load of horse crap? And, and, just a load of horse well, balls? Yeah. So I don't know.
1: Um, I mean, no game has ever tried, uh, you know, realistically rendering uh, horse genitalia. So you never know until you try, right?
2: Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, you're right. What was I thinking? Um, <sighs> Yeah, anyway, I don't want to... <laughs> There's no good way to go down that conversation without sounding like a pervert <laughs> or just wasting time and then realizing that you're thinking about this way more than they did and, like, ugh, whatever. Stop
0: so... thinking about horse balls.
2: Exactly, exactly. So, anyway, the rest of the games, uh, so far, it's, it's a slow start is what I've noticed. And um, uh, a lot of story. And so far the story's alright, but I don't know where it's going, and I don't know if it's going to keep my attention at the rate it's going, so I'm hoping things pick up, or that the open world, um, which I'm really just getting into at this point, I'm only like three or four hours in, so um, I'm really just touching on the beginning of the open world and being able to go out and collect and farm and stuff, and then uh, I have to figure out if I'm going to be a good villain or a bad villain, and I don't really know yet, because... It doesn't seem like being a hero is an option in this game, at least not so far. So, um, yeah. Other than that, it's it's Red Dead. You know, you're you're going around riding your horse, um, fighting animals in the wilderness, hunting with a bow and arrow, um, saving people who need saving, robbing from people who need robbing from, and uh, generally causing a ruckus if that's the way you want to go too. Uh, uh, I robbed a train so far. I think I'm going to rob a bank. A lot of Robin. I need money. I need a lot of money in that game, which I think is funny because the special edition lets you uh, get a mode that increases the amount of money you get. So it's like they they've they've built easy mode into their damn um, their special edition, and I don't really understand that um, and why people aren't giving them crap for that, but um, or maybe they have been. I'm just not part of the conversation, but it uh, it's weird. <laughs> Uh so of course I did get the special edition because I wanted the easy mode. I wanted the increased uh money collection rates and stuff like that. But uh yeah, I don't know. Um I do want to go back and play more so far, so but I'm really early, so I I'm I'm afraid I'm not going to have nice deep thoughts on it till next time other than looks promising and uh yeah, the, that's it's a lot of horse stuff. So <laughs> <laughs> So
1: yeah, that's more thoughts. You got more thoughts than I have because yeah. my my adventure so far has been I opened the box and the game is still shrink wrapped sitting sitting in my living room.
3: Uh, you you might want to get on installing that because apparently it's a pretty huge install. So I
2: downloaded. Are, I pre ordered it patches. digitally, ninety five gigs downloaded from the PlayStation Store. Fortunately, I did it the night before. <laughs> my friend <laughs> who I told about at work, he wasn't familiar with the game coming out and. The real fun part. He thought he had played the first game. And then we dug into it. And I showed him some of the first game. Or the first game, which was technically the second game. And I said, oh, maybe you played the actual first game, Red Dead Revolver. So I showed him that. And then he's like, no, I didn't play that either. We found out what he played was Gun on the GameCube. Oh. (laughs) That was my reaction. What? That that's it reviewed better he he looked up metacritic like no. it's got a 79 it reviewed fine i'm like well it certainly hasn't gone down that way in people's memory um but <laughs> the uh he had played gun and then i talked talked to him about the um the important parts of red dead redemption the, aka the horse bits and um other other parts and told him about everything going on and got him apparently hyped on the game and he went home and he bought it and he's like I get a message on PSN, like, the Horse Bits game is 95 gigabytes. I'm like, oh, yeah, I should have warned you about that. Sorry. So I don't think he got to play it at all last night.
3: The Horse Bits game.
2: He put it a different way, but I'm trying to be family friendly. (laughs)
3: <laughs> That's one nice thing about working from home is that when the mail gets here at around noon, I can pop in my games at about noon time and having them be be installing while I'm working, and then usually they'll be done or downloading patches by the time I'm done perfect work for the day.
2: How big are the patches for the disc-based version? I wonder. I don't know.
0: Well, there's two. Oh my God! There was a pre-launch patch and then a day one patch.
2: It's like what is the majority of the game in the patches and not really on the disc. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, that's all I got. Um, I will I will get back into DQ eleven and probably play it parallel to to the hor- to horse bits. Um, let's just call it horse bits, right? Let, let's give up and then and then uh, yeah, Kelly, you finished hor- uh, DQ eleven. <laughs>
3: grody and i finished horse bits now no. <laughs> uh, yeah i i finished that last week um right as you was kind of having sad bits that i had to vaguely ask about on oh, Twitter, yeah which i had a feeling that was gonna happen just because of various ui things
2: yeah yeah you were totally right about that
3: And, yeah, um, I want to do a spoiler cast for that so bad But Mm -hmm. who knows, maybe in two years when you probably actually finish it, you can be on backtrack.
2: (laughs) Oh, I got to finish it this week now.
3: (laughs) But, oh my God, that game was so good. Actually, if you followed me on Twitter last week, you saw my frustration because the power flickered during the final boss fight and i nearly put my controller through the tv i was so mad how long is act 3 um act 3 yeah exactly i thought
2: that i thought okay. that
3: act 3 was post game
2: is it i don't know yeah I don't know. I just know people talk about an act three, and I don't know if they're talking about post game or not.
3: I, I think they're talking about post game.
2: Okay, and then um, Pascal said there was a bazillion parts of post game. Did you do it all?
3: No. Okay. Um. As soon as I rolled credits, I figured I was kind of done. I wanted to oh, move on. Wow. Um. Taking the Anna Marie stance. Yeah. <laughs> well, oh, really? All post game is to see how everybody's doing. Right. Kind of stuff. Yeah, you're right. Oh uh, no. Uh, final yes. final boss has two phases. Um, pro tip: left he- kill the left head first. Oh spoilers! <laughs> Spoiler: the right head, head heals.
1: Oh, okay. oh oh
3: oh yeah! Spoilers: the boss has two heads.
1: So you uh, talking about the the like the dragon, uh, the dragon head, right? No 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 yeah.
2: No. Oh my god, are you telling me in Dragon Quest I have to fight a dragon? This is yeah. unbelievable! Unbelievable! <laughs>
3: Oh, and, and the frustrating thing about my power flickering and making me having to redo the first phase was that uh, you can't skip the intro cutscene to that fight. So I had to sit through it again. It's frustrating for a game in 2018. Let me skip cutscenes. But and interestingly enough, that's the second time I had to fight that Um. Hendrick got some crits, so the first phase went down almost immediately, and then the second phase began. And full, full disclosure, I didn't even like relinquish control. I just let the AI do all the work because they are actually smart enough to remember to keep up buffs and debuffs and stuff. Um, but yeah, I I loved that game, and the ending made me smile, and... That was my, that's probably my game of the year right now. It kind of bumped Nino Kuni 2 off because it was just amazing from start to end. Uh, And like I do when I finish a huge game like that, I kind of like wander around not knowing what I want to do with my life after that. So I looked through my collection and I like, you know what? Everybody's been telling me I need to play Brutal Legend, so I'm going to play Brutal Legend.
2: What? (laughs) The game that starts out like as a cool third-person action platformer and then turns into a terrible real-time strategy game. That yeah. game. Okay. Yay. AKA
3: AKA the game that was made for me. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> Heavy metal and bitchin' soundtrack and characters that are very clearly inspired by metal people. And the fact that it has both my metal-named cat's namesakes in it, Ozzy and Lita, Uh yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah fun fact, when, when Ozzy Osbourne, who is like the guardian of metal, shows up, and I'm like, that's too articulate. That cannot be him. And I look up the voice actor, and it's like, nope, it's it's Aussie. He he must be off whatever he was on when he was on the Osbournes, <laughs> because I can actually understand him. <laughs> so I can kind of see why people didn't like that game at the beginning because it clearly had identity problems where it did not know what it wanted to be, and the open world stuff was kind of kind of cool and kind of crappy at the same time because literally all the open world is is just find all the things and do some side missions but at the same time the story that you actually play was kind of awesome i mean just kind of that epic over the top metalness that if you're a huge metalhead, that you'll appreciate you actually and of course it already yeah yeah it well, is a very short was game. That
2: short okay
3: yeah if if People
2: you make it sound vo- like the RTS stuff is such a slog that they never finish or it takes forever.
3: The funny, the thing about the RTS stuff is that by the time it gets going and gets kind of good and you figure it out, the game's done. Oh, all right then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I just kind of powered through the main story, and I mean, I wouldn't found I wouldn't found some of the collectibles. Like I unlocked all of the songs, and. That was pretty much it, and I just mainly focused on the main story and just kind of went through the entire game. Um, and it, it's got that Tim Schafer humor that you know had me laughing my ass off and just made me appreciate T- Tim Schaefer a whole lot more. I almost want to play through Psychonauts now oh. because of it.
2: Have you not played that? No. Oh, no. oh, oh! That's like playing through a Saturday morning cartoon. You should totally play it. It's so fun
3: yeah everybody likes psychonauts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know how I feel about it because it's like i it's funny and charming, but the gameplay itself just has a real identity crisis. <laughs> but I kind of powered through it because well, I imagine really... imagine
2: game that's funny and charming, and the gameplay works with the game, and that that'll uh, be psychonauts, <laughs> yeah,
3: it's like. I would I want to go to an alternate dimension where they actually got to do what they wanted to do with the game and actually made it kind of a complete game yeah and I don't I don't know how to recommend it because I can see why people got annoyed by the RTS stuff but yet once I figured out the RTS stuff it's like I want more of this and another problem that I encountered uh, with you know these kind of middle Arts games or late Arts games is that i wanted to platinum it but most of the trophies have to do with multiplayer and i can't imagine anybody gives a crap about player oh, in that now see
2: if there are if anyone's on
3: yeah. i should <laughs> have know. i really should so have you did that
2: on console i assume
3: yeah yeah i did it on my playstation they recently that a...
2: in the past couple of years they put it on pc and i figured you have yeah. a better chance of getting multiplayer on that
3: Yeah, but that was a fun little jaunt, and then once I got done with that, I I wish Josh was on, because let me me tell you, Josh is a bad influence, because after that, I was like, okay. You know, I've been saying that
2: for years. I I
3: was like, okay, now what what do I want to do with my life, and Josh was like, more Trails, more Trails, and I work on GameStop, and I'm like, oh, the PS3 versions of Trails are only 20 bucks each. Well, why the hell not? Let's do that and do some cross-save. So I, I started playing a little bit of Trails on PS3 and just started cross saving my game. Though I've I've been so busy this week, I have not gotten very far at all. I'm still oh, like in chapter one.
2: You mean like uh, cross save with Vita?
3: Yeah, oh, right. yeah. Okay. And I need to meet my phone because my phone's making Sonic noises. Um, I
2: like Sonic noises. That's fine. It just, it makes me think I, that you're at a gas station is the problem.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was at a gas station once that was making that noise and it was driving me crazy. Like, where is that sonic noise coming from? The...
2: Gas register. Yeah,
0: the <laughs> gas stations around here all use that for their okay. gas registers. Do,
3: do you think they got it from Sega?
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Sega makes retail software in Japan and so... Okay. Okay got over here at some point and yeah, it's just in gas machine stuff. I think I originally know. it was like in pachinko machines and it got changed over. I remember reading okay. up about this when I first moved here and I was like, Why the hell do all the gas stations sonic?
3: Okay, I'm glad to know that I wasn't just have so- Sonic so much on the brain that I was hearing him outside of have had norm. this
2: entire conversation before is my fun this part that I like. <laughs> yeah did you both forget it i love it
3: yeah i think we did (laughs) um but but yeah i i was gonna play start playing trails on ps3 full-time with kind of supplementing vita and then castlevania requiem came out i was like oh yeah that's the thing so i'm gonna go play rondo of blood and then i'm remembering i'm bad at platforming games as rondo of blood is kicking my ass yeah,
2: but it's got good music, doesn't it?
3: I, I know it's got good music. That's why I'm continuing to beat myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm stuck on the level where you fight death right now. And, you know, the, the first thing that you do in Rondo of Blood is you unlock Maria and you play as her because she actually controls where the Dam and <laughs> can actually move while shooting and can double jump and all of that stuff. So... That's my pro tip for Ronda Blood. Just unlock everything as Maria, and then go back and beat the game Richter. That kind of stuff. And yeah, d- Death is kicking my ass. I can. I had to give up. I cannot beat him. So, right my now. experience
2: with Ronda with Blood was watching Vinny from Giant Bomb play it. And that was just fine for me, because I said, oh my gosh, I don't have the skills or patience for this anymore. So I'll just enjoy watching <laughs> someone else do it and listening to the music. <laughs> and yeah, it took I, him forever to beat death.
3: <laughs> I, I kept getting him down to a sliver of health and then getting overconfident. And just just getting my ass handed back to me. And the problem with Maria is that she takes far more damage. So usually you've got about three hits before you're done.
1: Can I just say that your definition of being super busy all week is is way different from mine? Because it sounds like you got a lot of gaming in still.
2: Yeah, Kelly, yeah. you finished multiple games, right?
1: <laughs> but she's repeated. She's she's reiterated like three times. I've just been so busy. I haven't played anything.
2: Yeah, except she barely no, a... fin- started and beat Brutal Legend. <laughs> she had she had put DQ Eleven to bed last week, so oh. that technically she didn't do it this week. She started Trails of Cold Steel on her console. And has at least transferred the saves once to her Vita, and she's getting into rondo of blood to the point where she's gotten to death and died to him multiple times. no time whatsoever. <laughs> it's so busy I, th-
3: <laughs> I think more being busy has to do with the fact that I play my portable game in bed like before I go to sleep at night, and because I got so sucked into rondo, I was getting to bed really late, so I wasn't getting any portable gaming time oh ah, okay. That, that, that's what it is That and I was working on an art project for two nights And usually that means No no gaming for me While I break my wrist Trying to uh, color stuff But Yeah that, that's what, mostly What I've been playing And you know just dipping my toe into SMTF If but we'll talk about that later So, so yeah I'm probably going to devote a lot of time To Castlevania because I'm to play through that again. Though you, usually I get kind of sick of the game by the time I get to the Inverted Castle and in Symphony. But but at the same time, I kind of want to get some of the achievements because I don't know if you've guys looked up the achievement list for this collection, but some of them mm-hmm. are, are hysterical.
2: Oh, what are they? No, tell me some.
3: Um. Well, the, the, I think the achievement for pl- platinuming it is What is a Man? Oh, good. <laughs> Which. Which is funny, because I don't even think the line, that line is in that version of the game. They used the PSP retranslation. Yeah,
0: no, it isn't.
2: What is a man but a miserable pile of achievements?
3: <laughs> okay. And then the achievement for beating the succubus is, you're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> wow, totally oh.
2: relevant. Okay.
3: I I never thought I would live to see the day of seeing a room reference in a mainstream game. So I and you, it,
2: you know what we need now is a game with somebody named Mark who joins your party and you get the achievement. Oh hi Mark. You know. Oh, oh. hi
3: Mark. <laughs> I, I, I would think that like <laughs> would just... be like a I would like Gears
2: of War Marcus. <laughs> oh hi Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> I would just stop playing and probably laugh for like six minutes straight on the floor.
3: (laughs) Oh, hi, Mark. Okay. It's hilarious because my husband's name is Mark and my nephew said hi to him like that, not knowing. (laughs) He just kind of walked up. He walked upstairs and he was like, oh, hi, Mark. And my, my husband and I just started cracking up and my mom was like, what the hell are you two laughing at so hard? And you, you, you can't <laughs> oh, explain mom, that to somebody. you're better off not knowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, I'm but, good. Yeah. You good, Kelly? Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Anna, you're the host.
0: Uh, yeah, but who hasn't gone? Pascal, Pascal, talk about what you've been playing, because I want to hear more about Labyrinth of Refrain, because you're reviewing it,
4: right? Yeah, he just said, be right back.
0: Oops. Well, then Alex, Alex is going to go. It's your turn.
4: <laughs> oh, Why is no. my Skype
0: not working?
4: I don't know. I shouldn't have said anything.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. Jerk.
0: <laughs> it's your turn. This is your punishment.
4: Yeah. I think well, the game I've been mostly playing this week is Stonebreaker The Witcher Tales.
0: Ooh. Ooh. So this was the Gwent spinoff that became a real game, right?
4: Yeah. Okay, is it really
2: just Gwent with a little bit of story cutscenes? Mm,
4: not really. I think there's a fairly substantial bit of story to it. The fact that I think the story probably for massive Gwent fans is probably they're gonna say there's too much story. Oh, okay. Just Do you have choices and you are stuff
2: just, and narrative decisions to make or there's a, there's a
4: lot of choices and stuff, although it's hard to see if it does much narratively apart from like say whether you get particular characters or not. Okay. They, but the choices mostly revolve around what happens to the characters so far I think there's stuff that will happen at the ending but it's hard, been hard to tell from my point of view what the choices actually do to the overall story but Yeah, but I mean so far it's good but not brilliant just because the Gwent stuff is fine I think you sort of have to be a massive fan to really enjoy the the Gwent stuff—it does a good, decent job making all the encounters slightly different. It gives, throws in like certain rules and stuff, or it does like a shortened battle. And there's a bunch of puzzle things where you get a sort of special, a special hand, and you have to try and figure out how to use all the effects to make something happen. Do you um ha-
2: have you been playing much of the Gwent game by itself? Their standalone no. TCG, okay.
4: They, yeah, I don't have the access to the full point game and I'm not huge into car games as well fair enough is, the one thing I do like about it is that the adventure mode lets you pretend you won every single car battle <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: there's a button when you lose, you, you just press the button it just says yeah skip battle and pretend you won I love it which I appreciate <laughs>
2: that's a good one
4: so, yeah, so, I mean, yeah, so it's good. So even if you don't like Gwent and just want to be in there for story stuff, you've got that option, like, right there for you. The problem the problem with the story is that it's a decent story, but it's not great at putting you into the Witcher world and doing all the lore stuff that the main games do. It does just feel like a more generic fantasy sword and shield tale than anything else at the moment.
0: Ooh. I mean, isn't that the reason people love Witcher is the world building?
4: Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, the problem is that you're doing it just from a more of a top-down view of everything. So, you are you've not really got all that intricate stuff that the RPGs have. Like all the like, going out, hunting down beasts and stuff. It's basically just say, yeah, there's a beast and beat it in a card game. Gotcha. In the, the characters and everything are great. Like, the protagonist queen moves great. And the sporting cast are good. So. It's it's a good story, but definitely don't expect anything like what you got in the games.
0: Ooh. So I've been watching your tweet about this. You've been playing NHL 19 this week.
4: Yes, yeah, I've been playing a bit. So I've been doing two main things on it. I've, I've been playing the franchise mode with my expansion team.
0: And you're playing as a goalie this year?
4: Uh, that t- no, that I'm playing as like I'm be the pro mode,
0: uh, and I like
4: playing. And I wanted like to try being a goalie. It's not,
0: how's that going?
4: It's going well. I've got a one uh, nine thirty one save percentage after three games, so that's good.
0: Yay, go you!
4: The problem with NHL nineteen is they kind of killed the online mode that I really like to play most of the time which was the EA Sports Hockey League. It seems like really hard to actually get into that this this season with all the extra online stuff they threw into it, which I'm not as interested in. Gotcha. But it means I get to focus on my franchise a bit more.
0: And then are you still making progress in Valkyria Chronicles 4?
4: I do. I now have a land land ship.
0: You have a land ship? Yep. What? What? What's that?
4: It's a ship that goes on land. Okay. Yep. No, it's part it's part of the story in that they're invading they're trying to invade the capital of the Empire, but the the best their main assault thing has kind of run into the problem of obviously they're trying to defend the main the main route into their capital, so they're trying to they have developed special land ships that can go on top of the ice. And get to the capital, basically. Gotcha. But yeah, so I think, I think it's chapter eight or something. I think there's like eighteen or nineteen chapters, so we're still,
0: still a while to go ha- yet.
4: Not quite halfway. But okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I like what I think most of the stuff I said echoes what Josh said in his review. I like all the new stuff that they added to to the combat. While the story's not quite at the same level as the first game. Just because it doesn't, it doesn't sort of examine the overall war as much. It's sort of just, plot is happening, therefore battle. Right. Rather than sort of feeling a bit more involved. Cool.
0: Do we have Pascal back at this point? All right. She hmm. not. He, he may, he may be gone for good for today. So we are going to jump into the news. Beep, beep 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 Yay. So first things first, we want to talk about Extra Life. Um Extra Life is coming up on November fourth. No, yes, no, yes. Next week. Yes. November fourth. November third. November third. So we're we're gonna start at November third um at 8 a.m. uh local time, which is uh central for us. And uh, we'll go to November 4th at 8 a.m. Central, which is 25 hours because next week is Daylight Savings Time in North America. Um, We're partnering once again with uh, PlayStation Nation. And so Glenn is going to come over to our house and we're all going to stream together and it will be a fantastic time. Um, we have four people playing from Erpie Gamer. We have uh, Chris Pervertier. We have uh, Sam Wachter and Scott Wachter and uh, Sarah McGar. So uh, we have two people who have yet to make their goal, which is uh, Scott and um, Chris. In fact, Chris actually had to increase his goal because he got some really nice donations. Um, special shout out to... We had someone in our Final Fantasy 14 um, family that passed away um, a couple years ago, and I'm totally blanking on their character name. Um, but we got a donation. Um, and- in mem- yes, in, in memory of them. So that was very nice to see. Thank you for that. So um, Chris is looking for $25 donations for the 25 hours that he's playing. But honestly, even, you know, small donations help out. Um, And if you can't donate, that's totally cool. Share it on your social media. Um, Show up next week while we're streaming, especially if you can show up at times where Chris is going to be falling asleep on the stream. Um, You know, it's, it's great that we have support no matter sort of what direction it comes from. So we're looking forward to seeing you next week for Extra Life. Yay. 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 All right. So on to the news. Do I have... What happened to my stories? Fimble. Okay. Yes. Um, So there is an upcoming game called Fimble. And we have an announcement date for it and trailer and uh, more story details. Um, So... You're, you're basically playing uh, a Nordic Viking and that has been imbued with some crazy powers um, and they time travel to prevent the end of the world and um, and the fimble winter. So um, if you're interested in this, it is a hack and slasher coming to PS4 and PC. On November 29th, 2018. And it is also coming to Switch, but that's not until 2019. So, if you have been like me and looking forward to the next game in the Mercenaries saga, Mercenary Wings! The False Phoenix um, has a release window, which is November, for both North America and Europe on the Nintendo Switch. Um, right now, the game is expected to be digital only. Um, for those who played Mercenary Saga either on the Switch or Two and Three um, on the 3DS, this is um, a different story and sort of a different worldview, um, but has the same gameplay elements. So the characters are different, gameplay is the same, story is new-ish.
4: Apparently, it has branching storyline.
0: Ooh, interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this. So I'm I'm gonna pick it up as soon as it's out. Um if you have said, man, if I could play Rogue Legacy on the go on my Nintendo Switch, um, well then I have good news for you. Um, because both Rogue Legacy and Full Metal Furies have been announced for Nintendo Switch. Um, both games are coming on November sixth.
2: Hey, isn't Full Metal Furies one of the games we played at PAX?
0: Um, I don't remember.
2: Yeah, that was the one. Yeah, that was the one where you had the. Um. Actually, I don't know.
0: No, I don't think so. Full no, Metal you're Furies. Right. This looks different. Um, okay. came out in January for PC and Xbox One, and it's a cooperative action RPG. Well, never mind then. Yeah. You can play it local and online for the other systems, so assume the same for the Switch. And uh, yeah, Rogue Legacy is a platforming roguelike um, that came out on the PC in 2013 and has kind of been slowly coming to other platforms since then. Rogue Legacy is the one that you were playing, right, Chris? Where when yeah. you die, your oh, ancestor yeah. is born, or your yeah, your... you take
2: over your 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 uh, descendant and. Um... They have different um. I like the
0: one that was colorblind. Yep. And there was one that had flatulence and kept
3: farting. Yep. The blurry one was what was driving me crazy. <laughs> I kept getting nearsighted. Yes.
0: yes, Chris was like nearsighted. What could possibly go wrong? <laughs> and then he loaded out and he's was, like, wasn't there oh, one like, that I was upside God. down? Yeah. Um there was one that you had a uh, vertigo. Yeah. So anytime you got near a ledge things got weird. Yeah, that uh, game is amazing. I, I have no interest in playing it myself, but I love watching I other people play it. I still can't beat the
2: first
3: boss in that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't get very far. Um, I played the play Vita Bachelor version. I might, the I might upgrade to the Switch version just so that the text will be a little bit easier to read.
0: Mm, yeah. So, yeah, let's put this on your Extra Life list of games to play, Chris. Because it's fun watching you die. Do I in this have an game. extra
2: life list of games to play? Yeah, Dark Souls and Rogue Legacy. Okay, got it. As long as you can remember, because <laughs> I had I didn't start a list anywhere. So.
0: Well, chop chop. Oh. All right, um, Yakuza four. Um, so they announced three remakes of Yakuza three and four, um, and five. I think right.
2: Isn't five already on PS4? Why would they need to remake it? Yes, it is. Okay no wait
0: no i thought it was i thought it was ps3 i'm confused all right um so yakuza 3 came out in japan in august of 2018 yep you're right yeah. all three yeah yakuza 4 is coming out january 2017 2019 and we don't have a release date for yakuza 5 it's expected to be spring 2019 all right these are all japanese release dates um, we know that these are going to be coming over basically because everybody who works on Yakuza said the whole reason they are getting remakes is because of how popular the series is in North America. Finally. <laughs> um, but it's kind of a matter of when, just because Atlas has a lot of games that they're working on right now.
2: I'm disturbed by this, though. I'm, I'm seeing this trailer with, like, four Yakuza. It looks like, I'm assuming you play as each of them. But, like, none of them is Majima. So like, what's the point? If you're not playing as Majima, why bother?
0: Doesn't he kind of go away
2: after the third game? I don't know. That would be bad. Oh. I don't want Majima to go away. Okay. No, no, go away, Majima. All right. All right. So, um,
0: this was sort of an interesting week because uh, it, if you're an Atelier fan, because can you answer that, Chris? Yeah. Uh, because on like kind of monday night slash tuesday morning famitsu tweeted out a new arland game question mark and so it was like wait a minute the Arland Trilogy, like the game that was like nine games ago. And Arland is really, for those who aren't familiar with uh, the Atelier series, Arland is a completely beloved trilogy. It's been ported. It's been remade. Um, it is coming out again next month on the uh, Nintendo Switch in North America. Um, and then, yeah, Thursday rolls around when Famitsu actually come, comes out and they announce Atelier Lulua, the Scion of our land. And so I think this is the first time that there's going to be a fourth game in an Atelier set. I- it
3: it could be. Who knows what's with the Japanese series. Because, I mean, this is a series that's spanned back to the PS1. Yep. Well, um, it was a PlayStation... I thought there was Game Boy Color ones as well. There might have been. There used to be a Hardcore Gaming 101 article about it. Yeah.
0: I yeah. think the no, All had... the
4: previous ones have been three or two.
3: Yeah.
0: So this is a big deal. Um, the main character is Elmerulia Frixel. And if that last name sounds familiar, it's because Verona Frixel is her mother.
3: I I was amused at the people on Twitter wondering who the dad Who's was. Who's the daddy? Y- use alchemy to do paternity test.
2: <laughs> what if she used alchemy to not need a daddy?
3: Oh.
0: <laughs> so what? What's that, the over under on Stirk? Um,
3: a lot of people are thinking it's Stirk. No, nah, what was that? That, that would be my bet. What was that
2: blacksmith guy you like? um haggle yeah I'm um going haggle. She... camp haggle <laughs> a team haggle right how do we make this like twilight team haggle versus team sterk <laughs> um.
0: hashtag team haggle
2: yeah
3: <laughs> uh, i'm team Stirk, so i guess we'll find out if that's even a plot point who knows daughter's
2: a homunculus and she just got really good at making them. Isn't
4: that? I've only played one game. Say what? Yeah. Oh, I've only played one Tamiya game. Although the one I have played is an Ireland game. So,
3: um, Ireland was kind of the trilogy that
0: made the series kind of popular in In the North West. America. Yeah, no, actually. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it's super loved in Japan too. So, it it should surprise me that they're going back to the well on this one, and yet it doesn't surprise me that they're going back to the well on this one. I'm really excited.
3: I am too. I I kind of fell off after the Arlen trilogy just um I wasn't really that impressed with the Dusk.
0: Oh, I was gonna say Dusk is not bad. Um the thing that I How's think is-
3: Mysterious
2: Anna
0: Hey <laughs> wanna buy my copy of <laughs> Lighty and Ch- Suel. <laughs> I'm never gonna play it again. Um Lighty and Sewell was good. It was the best one out of the mysterious series. Okay. Um, anyways, so the interesting thing is, is the Tyler Lulua is PS4, P uh, Switch, and Vita in Japan.
2: <laughs> They're still doing Vita games. But okay. it's
0: PS4, Switch, and PC in North America.
2: It's not PC in Japan? Nope. Weird. Yep. But they find that the Vita is more popular than PC gaming in Japan. You heard it here, folks. Well, yeah, because you can bring your Vita on. <laughs>
3: You bring your Vita on the train. Hey, I
2: bring my PC on the train all the time. No. I, no, I Chris. No.
4: It's usually, it's usually when it gets to the PC launch they have it's available in Japan as well. Oh, okay. But it's usually that whoever's doing the porting on the western side is probably why.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um and so like basically within 24 hours of this being announced, it was also announced that it's coming out to North America and Europe in spring. Yay! Yay! So, yeah. And we had even more until your news. Um, Nelke and the Legendary Alchemist um, is getting a collector's edition via Nisa.
2: <coughs> um, an inappropriate collector's edition. <laughs> what is this?
0: <laughs> so you get a copy of the game uh-huh. for either Switch or PS4. Yeah. A hardcover outbook, art book, a soundtrack CD, a cloth poster. Risqué. That's, <laughs> that's a poster. Uh-huh um a a box to shove everything into and a Nelky acrylic okay um little standy mm-hmm. character
3: so when i guessed also came, I, sorry go ahead sorry when i saw sorry. that i thought that it came with like a waifu pillow or something because of the yeah that's a cloth poster, poster not a
0: pillow yep
2: <laughs> i'm sure you could make it into one if you really wanted to
0: <laughs> probably um, so, they also announced that there's going to be over 100 characters from the Atelier series and its spin offs. Um, and they also revealed some additional characters, including um, Suelle from Atelier Lydie and Suelle. So, they'd already announced Lydie, now they're announcing Suelle. Um, Lida Blanchemont from Atelier Iris, Udrika Mulberry, and Uriu, uh both are from Manichaimia 2. And Bartholomew Platine Pl- from Atelier Violet, which we did not get. And so this game is coming out December 13th in Japan. And it's coming out early 2019 in North America. So I think this is a really good idea because it's going to bring back a bunch of characters and then people are interested in them Um and then, yeah, that means there's going to be, like, three Atelier games within the span of, like, six months.
2: Because... Well, you're going to be busy.
0: I know, because the Arlen trilogy comes out in December on, on like, Switch. And then Nelke comes out um, early 2019. And then um, Lulua comes out spring 2019. So, yeah. I have to decide if I want the collector's edition or just the regular edition. Are you are you thinking about jumping into any of these,
3: Kelly? Um, I'm thinking about jumping into that kind of greatest hits one that has all of the characters, yeah, coming back. Um, I mean, I I love Atelier games, and I'm glad that they're moving to the Switch. I just haven't had time to play them really cuz they I mean, they can be kind of a time sink. Cool. They definitely invoke madness in me where I just want to grind and make stuff. Fair
0: enough. All right. Yeah. So a uh, new Pokemon Go exclusive Pokemon got announced Pokemon? a couple weeks ago. Pokemon? Um, It was a Meltan. And it yep. was like this little oh my floppy doppy dude. It evolved, with, with, yeah, it. yeah. With a little lug nut for an eyeball. And um, I, I appreciate. Uh, did you do our notes this week, Alex? Yeah. I, I appreciate how Alex has listed this story. Pokemon body, bodybuilding contests get new entry. And so Meltan, the little itty bitty blob, evolves into Mel Metal which is this giant machine of
3: doom. When I eventually catch this thing, I want to name it Absolute Unit for when it evolves. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So for those
0: interested in evolving uh, their Meltan into a Melmetal, you will need 400 candies to do so. It's big. Yep. Um, So if you're looking to score those 400 candies... You can set it as your companion Pokemon. You can catch a whole ton of them, or you can send your Meltan. Look at
2: this guy. It has really big nuts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can send your Meltan, let's go Pikachu, or let's go Eevee. And um, Melmetal. Melmetal, much like Meltan, can also be transferred if you want to just wait. Um, and... Let's go Pikachu. Let's go EV! You don't have to wait too long for those. They're coming November 16th. Um, there is a new RPG in the Steam Early Access Program. Wait, but it's not there yet. <laughs> There's a new RPG coming to the Steam Early Access Program. Um, the Supernatural Investigative R- Action RPG Hell Sign will be available in early access starting November 7th. Oh,
2: look, he's got a blacklight looking for cat pee or something. <laughs> or maybe blood. Hell hard,
0: Sign yeah. is an open-ended, mission-based game with players controlling a hunter in Australia that defends the barrier between the real world and the supernatural. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Uh, so we have screenshots and a video. So if that sounds up your alley, check it out starting November 7th on Steam via PC. PC. Um, if you have been itching to play Vampire like me, and the problem is, is it's not on a portable system. You have news! a free copy.
2: You got a review copy for PlayStation 4. What are you waiting for?
0: Um, The ability to tote it around with me.
2: I told you, we could play the PC on the train. We're going to take the PS4 on the train, too. I think Glenn Um, has a thing we could use for that, actually. I think he does.
0: So Vampire is coming to the Nintendo Switch. Um, We don't have any details beyond the fact that it's coming. So no date yet, no details about which version is coming, because they recently added a whole bunch of content, including um, new difficulty modes um so if you're not familiar with vampire it's done by don't nod which also does um life is strange and a couple of other games and basically you play a doctor who has been turned into a vampire um during the height of the spanish flu in london and you have to decide who you're going to eat and there are werewolves and um political intrigue and doctory are
2: there nazis
0: N- no it's World it's War not I.
2: operation darkness okay
0: yeah, World War I. Lame. Every time we talk about this game, you ask me that question.
2: Well, I'm waiting for a satisfactory answer.
0: I'm sorry. I'm going to move on to the next story then. So if you're a fan of sh- classic Shining Force games... I have news I am. for you, Kelly. You were very excited about this. Yes. Shining Force Classics has He's just released a fan
2: of the little hamster on guy.
0: iOS and Android. Yogurt is amazing. Do not diss my helmeted hamster.
2: That's right. What are we talking about? Oh, that's weird. We have a different style of gallery on this story. Weird. Okay. Cool. I blame Alex. No, it's cool. It makes sense here because it's only three images. And they're tiny? Yeah. It's, it's almost just, like they're I just, on a phone? I think it's cool. We've got different... Our site's cool. We can do different
4: <laughs> things when we want to.
2: <laughs> it's so nice to be able to do that.
4: That's not even a gallery. That's just me plunking the images. Oh, Don't all like right. Me, Fair enough. <laughs> the fancy things is because of the light bulbs you've got installed. Mm. <laughs>
0: all right. So, um Yeah. The, this uh, Shining Force Classics collection has Shining in the Darkness, which is a dungeon crawler. It was actually the first um, game in the Shining series. Came out for the Mega Drive in 1991. Well, I guess the Genesis. Um, and then it also has Shining Force and Shining Force 2, which were tactical RPGs, like one of the first tactical RPGs. Um, came out on Genesis on 1993 and 1994, respectively. Technically, the two game stories aren't connected, but they take place in the same world. So you have a lot of similarities between
2: the two of them. Actually, do, do all three actually, of them have the same races in this one? I can't keep track because some of the Shining no. games, a lot of the races disappear for reasons I've never really understood.
0: Shining in the Darkness doesn't connect a lot to the other games.
2: Okay.
3: Um, the, the games actually are connected. That's just via the Game Gear games that never came out here. <laughs>
2: yeah. Okay,
3: great. Or, or rather, I th- there were three Game Gear games. Yeah, one, one of, of them, them came
0: out here. I know because I owned it.
3: Yeah. Okay, trying to think. So my Shining Force timeline, technically two of them came out here because they were both on the Sega CD. And then the third one that didn't came out come out here that was fan-translated kind of ties in Shining Force 1 and 2.
0: Now, are you talking about Shining Force 3? We're really going the first half of
3: the game? No, no Shining Force 3 kind of has nothing to do with um, 1 and 2 on okay. the Saturn. But I, I believe the timeline is Shining Force, Shining Force CD... Shining Force Final Conflict and then Shining Force 2. So for
0: all intents and purposes, the two game stories are not directly connected.
2: But then what about Shining in the Darkness and Shining the Holy Light or So
0: Shining in the Darkness and Shining the Holy Ark are connected.
2: But not to any of the other games? No. Oh, for goodness sake.
0: <laughs> what, you wanted this to be straightforward? Yes. And, know, then, play- and
2: then we have Shining Force Neo, which is kind of garbage. And, oh, no. One of them is garbage, and one of them is a little better. Exa well, then don't and don't forget, Neo. we had
0: Shining Soul and Shining Soul 2, which were like these well, awesome action RPGs for the Game Boy Advance.
2: Well, then there's Shining Force Neo and Exa, which are kind of like middling action RPGs for the PS2. <laughs> I,
3: I kind of like I Shining... I played one of
2: those. Oh, which one do you like, Kelly?
3: Both of them? I, I liked Shining Force Neo. I put a ungodly amount of hours into that Whatever one. Whatever the
2: first one was, I got bored with halfway through, Shining and it was not great. Shining
0: Force Neo. Do you have a... a yeah, I played a lot of that game. I think I might have even reviewed it.
2: What, Neo? Yeah. You were watching me play it if it's the one I'm thinking of. Unless it's the second one, which oh, I can't keep these straight. Which one's These names are stupid cuz I don't know which one's.
4: Which. It's alright, the series is site of Shining Resonance.
2: Oh, Resonance. Okay. All right. No, hang
0: on. I got to look for reviews. You saw I... Anyway, I definitely played the game
2: Uh, It's a loot based Action Um, game
0: Platinum reviewers All my reviews Let's go down to S Oh I apparently
3: played Shining Tears
2: Oh that's another one
3: (laughs) Yeah I remember shining tears because I had no idea that there was like talent points. So I got to like the first boss in the game and was just getting my ass handed to me and was like, wait a minute, and messing around the menu and saw that, like, oh, there's been talents this whole time. Maybe if I have talent into the thing, then I won't die to this boss for 40, 40 times and did and won. Yeah.
0: yeah. I remember (laughs) this this game because we had two reviews that got published at the same time. One was a single player review and one was a multiplayer review. That's why it sticks out in my mind.
2: See, Exa is supposed to be the better one. But whatever. I guess it doesn't matter. Anyways,
0: (laughs) back to the games that came out on iOS and Android. The collection is free to download Star. It is free to download with in-game ads. And apparently and you, they're kind of annoying.
3: Yeah, you have to watch ads to save your game. What? Uh, yep.
0: Even though one of the things that they tout about this collection is you can save any time, anywhere.
3: Yeah, if you watch a 15, a 15 to 30 second ad.
0: Now that's horse balls.
3: Hey. Yeah. Uh, I ended up paying the five bucks to unlock it, just because I didn't want to deal with that. Right. So here's the deal: is there's three games in the collection. You
0: can pay a dollar ninety nine to remove the ads um, from each game individually, or you can pay four ninety nine to get rid of them completely. So,
3: not too bad. Two bucks for a game. Yeah, g- given that I think I paid like sixty bucks for Shining Force Two when it came out. <laughs> I
0: rented it a lot.
3: All right. And uh,
0: last thing I think we want to talk about is um, Shin Megami Tensei If has gotten a fan translation. Oh,
2: you've been waiting for this, Anna. I have been. We bought it at a a Midwest Gaming Classic like two years ago. Yes. In anticipation of this translation coming out.
0: So um, Gideon um, was a member of our forums for a very long time. He... Uh, loves doing fan translations he's done quite a number of them he's actually sold his fan translations he's done professional translating um, and I am just impressed this came out at all because he got an unbelievable amount of garbage about doing this translation wait, wait, wait.
2: somebody on the internet doing something for free for the benefit of other people who are owed nothing from him got a bunch of flack and garbage because it took him a while
0: he's too slow he doesn't give any
2: updates i, I don't believe you nobody on twitter would be that mean and vindictive <laughs> about something yeah. as unimportant as this
0: um so yeah it's available there isn't going to be any further work done on it but it is a uh, feature complete it's like it's out
2: <laughs> you guys leave me alone now
3: yeah pretty much yeah don't be jerks to people that do stuff for free i'm I just want to get on my soapbox for that, because when I read about that, I was angry. And people that are jerks, the people that do things for free, this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah, I remember a
0: couple of years ago when I first got interested in this translation, he posted a tweet about it, which was a fairly short update. And I was like, why does this thing have like 67 replies when it's 30 minutes old? And it was basically tweet after tweet of
2: garbage. It's terrible.
0: Yeah. So I'm I'm impressed this got done at all. So also speaking of translations, um, Exceed lost two of their localizers in one day yesterday.
2: Uh accidentally?
0: Um <laughs> Yes, yes. They just they went out to the parking lot, we're never seen again. Oh no. Yeah, no, it's um uh, Brittany and Tom, otherwise known as Hatsu and uh, Wordwad, um both announced that they were leaving XSeed. Um, so for those who aren't super familiar with the ins and outs of who works where um Tom is a huge Falcom fan. He was really the reason that Exeed got into translating and localizing um Falcom games in the first place um and Brittany Hatsu um was uh, a major person in the trills uh series translations as well as um other games like Lord of Magna. And um, the new uh, visual novel that they're doing, Mystery London Mysteria Detective Novel. I I can never remember the actual name for it. it looks amazing. It's a Vita visual novel. I can't believe Xseed is doing a visual novel. So yeah, they they both announced yesterday that they were departing. So
2: wait, so um. Say I don't care that much about the careers of people in the game industry and that they're fine to go and go do whatever they want, Mm -hmm. but I'm a selfish internet person who wants everything given to them for free. Um, I'm not saying these are mutually (laughs) exclusive. I'm just trying to be funny. I'm not saying the next thing I'm going to say is going to make me think I'm making fun of you. I'm not. Um, I'm a big fan of Tales games. Is this going to affect the Tales games I get? You mean Trails? Trails of. That's what I meant. Um, Tails is Namco. It, it,
0: it <laughs> means that two people that did serious work on these games, like the bulk of the games, Hatsu did um, the voice acting direction for both one and two, are no longer going to be involved with any future projects.
2: So it's, uh, this better not affect my Trails in the Sky games. Yeah. He so, said the person who's ever actually played a trip. <laughs> <laughs> um, th-
0: I'm I'm kind of perplexed, and yet I'm in some ways not surprised because Marvelous has really been hurting this year.
2: Hmm. So so it's so going to be interesting to see what actually happens because of this. Do they have issues making those games or not, or what's going to happen? Right? Yep.
0: Um, oh, and we had a Kickstarter check-in.
2: Oh, a Kickstarter check
0: Yep. I don't know Um, why I say
2: it like that at this point.
0: Kickstarter check. So we we covered Hazelnut Bastille and Midnight Wave. Um, So Hazelnut Bastille is a 16-bit top-down RPG um, kind of inspired by something like Legend of Zelda you follow a young woman who has landed on the shores of a style. island. When you say
2: kind of inspired, you mean dil- directly ripped off from, right? <laughs> have you seen this thing yes, in motion? that's why I called it kind <laughs> of inspired. Because, yeah, that's, that's linked to the past right there is what that
0: is. Yeah. Um, so their they're sort of ooh and ah is they have uh, Hiroki Kikuta doing um, the Oh, that's a Secret music. of Mana composer. Yes.
2: Ooh, I'm interested.
0: So um, they are looking for $65,000 in funding by November 29th. The game is being developed for PC, Mac, and Linux uh, initially. Um, If you are looking for console versions, Nintendo Switch and PlayStation 4 ports are stretch goals. Um, You need to pledge at least $15 to get a digital copy of the game. And uh, there's actually a demo available if you're interested in checking it out.
2: Where do I get this demo?
0: Um, from the Aloft the- Studio website, so okay. aloftstudio.com.
2: All right. How much to get a copy of the game? 15. I
0: how said much? That.
2: Oh, how much to go crazy?
0: I don't know. That's your job.
2: Okay. $2,500. You get to become an NPC in the game. That's That's pretty much it. You can appear as yourself or help us design a character of your choice. There you go.
0: Alright, the other game is Midnight Wave, a cyberpunk samurai, strategy RPG, and platformer.
2: Oh, I like the sound of this.
0: So, they cite as Inspiration's Fire Emblem, Persona, Smash Brothers, and Mass Effect.
2: Okay, but what about the samurai and cyberpunk references?
0: So, the game takes place in the world of Neo-Nihon which is split Neo into Japan. various states, <laughs> yes, <Neo. laughs> run by corporations, each based on a particular element.
2: I don't know what Nihon is. I give up. All right, so
0: you play as you. Um, as <laughs> a
2: what? You. Why yeah, you? Nihon is Japan. All right, yeah, cool. Nihon I am is right. Japan.
0: Yeah. Um, and you is a revolutionary, and he has his friends Nobu and Mitsu. A long time. Of, oh, I'm in this alongside game. him. No,
2: it's not me. It's Nobu.
0: No, Nobu, N O B U. Okay.
2: Um you can make a character right now. They've got a character creator, so you yes. can make you.
0: You. Mm-hmm. Um that the story has um branching paths based on your choices and actions and that will drastically change the fate of your characters. Um, You has social stats, and those will grant additional dialogue options and conversations with allies, enemies, and potential love interests. Do I
2: raise those social stats by eating ramen?
0: Um, because
2: that's what I do in Persona games, and that's important (laughs) to me.
0: I'm I'm not sure that that's been determined at this time. Um, I'd I'd
2: rather eat a
3: gigantic burger that's as big as my
2: head. Either way, I'll take either. That's fine.
3: Um, How about
2: rice balls that have been localized as burgers?
3: So the
0: the hook to the game is that they have uh, professional voice actors, um, including Ray Chase, Kyle Herbert, and Kira Buckland. Those particular names don't ring any bells to me, but maybe Um, they do
3: for other people. Ray Chase is Noctis.
0: Oh, nice. Okay, so that's a big deal. Um, so, combat is sort of a melding between turd based strategy and platform based fighter. Um, when you start a mission, you um, are looking at a top down tactical map um, with their party, and your party can be three different classes samurai, ninja, and ashigaru. And those form a rock, paper, scissors style combat system. And the, the game also has um, five elements water, fire, air, earth, and void. And they also play into um, combat. So they are looking for, oh, this must be a, a, a translated amount, $47,337 um, by November 22nd.
2: No, I don't think it is.
0: You think that's because they've calculated out the fees?
2: No. I think it's for elite. I don't know. It's, it doesn't matter.
0: All right. Um, they are developing for PC and Mac with console releases um, planned to follow after the game's launch. You need to pledge at least $15 to get a digital copy of the game.
2: But if you pledge, well, this isn't much, $750, you get to help them design a side mission. Cool. And you get like a bunch of, they've got a bunch of tiers where you get pets. You can get in-game doggo or a fox and other things. Um, actually, those might be the only two pets, but either way. Get stuff cool
0: we also had another adventure corner adventure um, corner where joshua who has talked about this on the podcast uh throws down some thoughts on 428 shibuya scramble so 428 shibuya scramble is out on pc ps4 originally it came out for the wii it is an uh a sound novel that has videos of real people in it Um, It's kind of crazy.
2: I love the screenshot that I have up right now. Check
0: out the screenshots that he puts in his uh, Adventure Corner column. And uh, check the game out because it looks amazing.
3: What is going on with that (laughs) chicken and cat?
0: (laughs) Um, We also reviewed Moonfall Ultimate, um, which is a hack and slash RPG not really so beloved by uh, Mike Minky, who gives it a 2.0 out of 5. And you'll have to uh, read his review to find out why he did that. Um, we also have a Dark Souls remastered Switch impression um, by Wheels or Mike Apps. We have too many mics on this site. It's
2: still Dark Souls. Oh, it's just an impression. Right. Yes, it's so. it's
0: just an impression. But yeah, the impression is it's Dark Souls on the Switch. Um there's there's some more details to it but uh, you'll have to actually read the impression to get all of those. Um and then we have some brief news but for some reason I didn't have those articles pulled up so I'm doing that very quickly right now. I don't know why these weren't open. All right. Um sacred earth promise um, is coming to PC. No, it's out. It launched on October 24th um, on Steam and Ichio. If you aren't sure, if you're interested in this RPG Maker VX Ace title, you can pick up a demo on Ichio. So this is a four to six hour um, RPG slash visual novel. And uh, it looks ridiculously cute, and I think I'm actually going to pick it up and play it. Immortal um, Darkness Curse of the Pale King is available now on PC um, for $20 or local equivalent. This is a dark fantasy dungeon crawler set in the world of UD. Of what? UD. U U L D. Okay. Uh, you control Shade, Urd. who's a legendary vampire ho- hunter Urd. and the last hope to fight back against the vampire who Urd. have devoured all but a few strongholds of civilization. Problem is, is, Shade himself has been bitten and is now struggling against the curse as he makes his last ditch effort to it's defeat the hurts. vampire lord, Pale King. Urd. Urd. <laughs> we should move on from this before everybody
2: shuts us off.
0: Um, If you are looking for more information about Mutant Year Zero Road to Eden, um, there is a new video done by the features director and co-director of the game. And they go over some uh, just a general overview of the title and some of sort of the concepts behind it. And if you have no idea what Mutant Year Zero is, it's a tactical turn-based combat with real-time exploration and stealth RPG. The game follows anthropomorphic animals as they hope to survive in a post-apocalyptic version of Sweden.
2: What? (laughs) (laughs) Can you you hit me with that description once again?
0: Mutant Year Zero is a tactical turn-based with real-time exploration and stealth RPG. Okay. The story follows anthropomorphic animals as they hope to survive in a post apocalyptic version of Sweden.
2: So they've got like a big duck here. Yeah, and a holding big a warthog. big gun. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yep. Uh, so if this sounds amazing to you, um, you can pick it up on PC, PS4, and Xbox One starting December 4th. Okay. All right. <laughs> Um, also available now is Mega Dimension Neptunia V2R. So if you're looking for the regular edition, you can pick that up for $40. If you want the plush digital deluxe edition, um, you can pick that up for $63. Um, so this came out. Um, so Mega Dimension, Mega Dimension Neptunia v 2 um, came out in 2016 and the v2r came out um last year or earlier this year
2: which like added vr but it's also a remake
0: yeah. yeah so it had added gameplay tweaks and it added vr so v2r is kind of the better version um if you are looking forward to dragon ghost builders 2 we are happy to confirm there are puzzles in the game yay these Gumbas. are yeah, these are builder puzzles, special challenges uh. that involve building builder solving specific scenarios, utilizing the game's building mechanics like switches and moving blocks.
2: Okay. Ooh, so we'll also be
0: able to recruit Anna, monsters
2: in this I'm, game. I'm concerned mm-hmm. at how many of the people wearing the, the the Dominatrix helmets there are.
3: Okay. They were like that in the first game
0: too. There's yeah, so it was like that in the them. first game. So um, Dragon Quest Builders 2 comes out in Japan on PS4 and Switch on December 20th. No word at all about a localized version, although I would be really, really stunned if this didn't come out. Um, uh, If you're looking for another dungeon-crawling RPG, um, Wizard Symphony is heading to Japan on February 28th, 2019 from Arc System Works uh, for PS4 and Nintendo Switch. Um, this has kind of been whispered that it's going to come westward, but I don't know if it's been announced which company is doing it.
4: It'd probably be Arc System Works themselves.
0: Hard to say.
4: It's, they've done their stuff before, which was the mech things. I'm trying to what it was called. And are you uh, Dama- Damascus Gear. No, no.
0: Okay. Uh, Arc System Works works with like four different companies, okay. including Natsume, but All also right. Axis. All right.
4: Yeah, well, it self-published Damascus Gear in North America and Europe.
0: Yeah, um, and lastly for our um, oh, boxers this is and for, briefs, this is for Alex, God Eater Three. You excited, Alex? Uh, so they announced, um, yeah. some All story right. details and some assault mission details, and uh, this is coming out uh for PS4 in Japan on December thirteenth, twenty eighteen coming out for ps4 and pc in north america and europe in early 2019 no full date for that yet and if you want to discuss news with us what you're playing um the rpg cast we have a channel now dedicated to square enix by itself Ah, join us on discord
2: full of complaints about kingdom hearts
0: (laughs) not yet but it will be okay starting in January um so you can join us on discord so rpgamer.com slash discord will get you started there is a shiny shiny link to click in that um story and come join us come come have a conversation with us we, we like hanging out with readers so our question of the week we asked um what 2017 game would you recommend to grace
2: oh right oh gosh forgot about this yep
0: so um victor says chris weren't you playing a yakuza game in 2017 that you greatly enjoyed but never finished i've been playing it in 2018 yeah. as well <laughs> uh, victor says finish the game that game uh, because it's going to be a contender um or finish other games that you started in 2017 and, and haven't finished yet mm-hmm. uh, lord gobez um says persona 5 Horizon Zero Dawn. Haven't played it. Breath of the Wild. Uh, um, haven't finished it. And anything with Mario.
2: I haven't played it either. I really should.
0: Yeah, I, I'm really surprised you haven't dived into Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, me too. Maybe you should play that during extra life.
2: I maybe.
0: Alright. Um, and Adrian Dead answered our tweet and says "What a better question would be what 2017 game wouldn't you recommend? 2017 was totally nuts. What a banner year.
2: This is a good point.
0: So if you want to give feedback to the podcast um, we have a question of the week almost every week and you can answer that in lots of different ways. Our email address is podcast at rpgamer.com and uh, I think I've gotten rid of the last of the do you have a small pecker emails. So it should be easy to get a hold Fourth of us there. a
2: dead redemption.
0: <laughs> you can call or text us at 608-729-4098. And uh, you can listen to the show live every week. Um, that starts Saturday at noon Eastern, um, 9 a.m. Pacific, at twitch.cv slash rpgamer and then of course you can answer on the um, story itself at rpgamer.com for the podcast so we have an easy question of the week this week oh what is it what should you play during extra life
2: wait two weeks in a row it's focused on me yep oh
0: how about we just say what should we play during extra life
2: like you're participating no but
0: glenn is
2: all right he ain't gonna listen to us well, He's yes. Got his own schedule.
0: He he is looking for feedback on what All games right. to play. Right. So what is coming out this week, Chris?
2: All right. I got two games for you. First off, Call of Cthulhu, the official video game. It's a role-playing game slash survival horror. Um, this is one you were playing, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So we got it. I'm interested in this. We have a review coming for...
2: Oh, wait, no. This is the other one. This isn't the one you played. This is the one with like the painting and stuff. Or did you play this too?
0: So we had a guided play playthrough of this.
2: Of oh, this one? Okay. Yeah. This one looks so scary. I don't know how you're going to play this one. Um, I'm going to have to be in the room with you.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: But yeah. I, I can't wait to watch you scream at this. Um, <laughs> and then also, if you've got a Nintendo Switch and you've been itching to get some Diablo loot... Just in time for BlizzCon 2018, Diablo 3 Eternal Collection comes out for your Nintendo Switch. Just in time, likely for an announcement of Diablo 4 or a new expansion.
0: Nope. They already um, said on the Diablo Twitter that they aren't announcing Diablo 4 this year. What the heck?
2: If I had already bought bought BlizzCon, I would ask for a refund. People did. Oh, good. People, because... Because that was teased pretty heavily Yeah, so Blizzard. Blizzard was
0: hyping up Diablo content for BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. And then they realized that they had hyped a little too hard. And we're like, guys, just so you know, we're hyping Diablo content. That doesn't mean we're going to announce Diablo 4. And so then, people got really upset about that. We're like, I want my money back.
2: Yeah, because like, what... Like, catch a glimpse of the diabolical fun that awaits you at this year's BlizzCon. And, like, here's a giant Diablo logo. Like, what are you teasing, then? Like, do,
3: do you think that's a deflection? Or do you think they're serious? Are, you I, mean
2: they're just screwing who with knows. us? Yeah.
3: Uh, it could it's, be. It's Blizzard. Who knows? Because I, I recall them deflecting on Mist of Pandaria pretty damn hard. And then, surprise, we got pandas. Um, yeah, that could be.
0: It, or they're going to announce another Diablo Three expansion?
2: I mean, that would be what I expect. I'll be honest with you: is like another mini expansion for Diablo Three, and they wanted to get a lot of hype behind it, and they kind of overhyped it. Which I, is fine. I don't
0: think it's going to be a mini expansion. I think it's going to be an expansion, expansion. No,
2: I think they're adding druids. What? The, they added um, they added necromancers, uh, which was a Diablo Two character class, and now the uh, druids. That's my theory.
0: Yeah, but I think it's going to be like a full expansion. As opposed to like the Necromancer expansion, which was much littler.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I okay. think this will be an expansion expansion.
2: Or, they're making a sequel to the the N sixty what was it N sixty four Diablo.
3: What? Oh, there was a PlayStation a PlayStation
2: one. Diablo. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Diablo Hellfire I... two.
3: Yeah, I
0: mean we'll <laughs> we'll know basically during the podcast next week.
2: Yeah, you're right. Well, no, Because I... BlizzCon, BlizzCon starts Friday, right? So,
3: yeah. yeah. My hot take is that I think that they're going to do like Diablo 2 remastered the same way that they did StarCraft 1 remastered.
2: That would be pretty awesome. I'd take that. No, thank you. Oh, yeah. Anna, you played some Diablo 2 with me, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't you? like it. Yeah, I think if it was remastered, you would. Okay. I I think, honestly, if they got rid of some of the rough edges, you would be like, oh... You,
0: like a, like adding a respec?
2: Uh, well, actually, they already have that. They added respec potions in some patch a while ago. You know, we could debate this later. <laughs> Let's see what they add first. Mm-hmm. What they do.
0: <laughs> yep. All right. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, don't forget to either donate or show up to Extra Life on November 3rd. That's next week. I'm us. doing
2: Extra Life. Can you help support me as I play games for 25 hours to raise g- money to help heal kids? I'm playing for Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. Uh, Glenn is playing for his hospital, which I don't remember. i got to go to PS Nation and look that up. But he's going to be in our house playing PlayStation 4 games. I'll be playing PlayStation 4 games. Uh, you, I'll, at some point, I'll be dying to uh, to Dark Souls. We'll have Discord running. We'll have the Twitch chat running. We'll have lots of fun stuff, and uh, everyone can have fun together. Come support us during the stream. If you can't donate, and if you can donate, please consider donating. Uh, I hit my first goal. I hit five hundred dollars. So thanks to all of you who donated, and uh, if you could chip in a little bit, to help me get my second goal, seven hundred fifty dollars. Um, that'd be awesome because then I that would give me a chance to do a goal of a thousand during the the game day. Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome? I'd love to hit a thousand. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for everybody for your support.
0: And we will see you next week for
2: Extra Life. Next week, Extra Life. Thanks everybody. Woohoo. Bye-bye. Thanks, all my
0: panel. Thank you, Dell North, for doing our music. We are outie. Woo.
3: Annie.